like growing up around here, I always thought Derek was a white name, like it was a really? common white name. And when I moved to Baltimore, like I'd talk to people <laughs> on the phone, right? And I, at that time, I was cooking a lot, so my voice was much raspier, and yeah. I used to sound a little different. And I'd be like telling my name with Dan, I'd show up, and they'd be looking at me funny, and they'd be like, "You Dan? You're Dan?" <laughs> <laughs> and it took me like a year to figure out. And like, I kept asking my coworker, "I'm like, why is everyone always so fucking shocked that I'm Derek?" And they're like, "What? You don't? You serious right now?" And I'm like, "Yeah, why?" They're like. Bro, you're the first white Derek I've ever met. You're, and I was like... I'm telling you, man. You the second. What? <laughs> like, the first what? one I've met. I was like... Yeah. No. Yeah. For real. <laughs> Where did it come from? I said it to God. my mom like after I lived in Baltimore for like two years. And she's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, I'm just... I just was curious if you knew. And she's like, no. Had no clue. Like, yeah, apparently it's not a very white person name. This podcast is brought to you by the letter C, which stands for cannabis, but not Chris. That starts with a K. That's right. You are listening to nothing other than Canisations with Chris. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Canisations with Chris. I am your host, Chris. And what we like to do on this show is we like to highlight the cannabis industry here in Vermont. Soon to be, soon to be national. This year we're going, we're going to do some things, but I digress. So the gentleman we have on today, fuck man, I've met a lot of people in the industry, and I always forget a few where I met. So uh, where did we? Did we meet? I know we met at an event. I think I, it was knee cam. That's what I was thinking. It was knee cam. Yeah. It had to be one of the knee cams. Yep. This past so. one, I believe. Yep, yep, I think so. So I was working with, and I was helping them at Nikan, and I was walking around. Not only was I there with them, I was there as Canisations, trying to meet people, put my brand and name in front of people, and this voice, of course. But I met this gentleman. We talked and we corresponded over Instagram. We was we had was had a podcast scheduled a while back. But he said he got a stomach bug, and yep. apparently everybody's still still running up there. He yeah, just got a text yeah. about it. <laughs> so without further ado, we have Derek. <laughs> My bad. <man. laughs> no problem, man. <laughs> we have Derek from Bushy Beard Cultivation, all the way up in Newport, Vermont. <laughs> My bad, dog. Hey, man, I edited it out, but it's I fucked good. up his name the first time. <laughs> but man, once again, thank you for coming up, man. Uh, Greatly appreciate it. Um, usually one of the questions I ask people is where did the name come from and and why, how they you know came about. But I mean, you kind of are your brand, right? Yeah, but it's <laughs> kind of weird because the guy who designed so the name kind of came from. I had a college roommate that I ended up living moving down south for a while with, and he went. We ended up parting ways, and he went to Oregon, opened a cultivation brand, yeah. and. Did it for a while and came up with Big Beard is what he called his brand. And him and I were joking. He's like, well, you do it on the East. You can call it Bushy Beard. Oh, shit. And I was like, it just kind of stuck with me. And so I was like, I'll, I'll do that. And I, I kind of liked how he had put, positioned it. And I was like, yeah, that could work for sure. And then I kind people like, we kind of, you know, fit the, the name. Exactly. Like, okay. So I reached out to this company from... Minnesota never met me or seen me or nothing and they designed the logo just oh that's the crazy name. never and so I've heard a lot of people like oh is that a picture of you I'm like no but if you look at it it could be a picture of a lot of people a, a lot of people like, I got a, a I know a guy that looks just like that his name is Matt Hagen I got his picture right behind this we all know a guy that <laughs> looks like that. yeah <laughs> hey that's funny Hey, that's what's up. Well, 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 you know, now that we found out where the name came from, let's find out a little bit about Derek. Let's talk a little bit about your your background and what got you here. Um, as far as like where the where I started growing. As far as yeah, growing yeah, I like that's one of the questions I like to ask. As a matter of fact, is like, do you? How did you get into growing? Like, what was your first grow like? It was. I was young, like probably younger than I'd want. My kids did start, I guess, but I was, I started growing, like, my first plants I grew, it was 14, I think, and I grew, oh, wow. them, like, out back, I had my, at my aunt and uncle's house, they had, like, this ice shack, <laughs> and I got these bag seed of, of some, I think it was Granddaddy Purple, if I remember right, something like that, I don't remember, and then that's just what someone told me back then, like, who knows, it was what, something, 
but I had these seeds. I really wanted to grow them. And my cousin was like, just grow them out back in the shed. I'm like, what about your parents? He's like, oh, dude, they don't ever go back there. They'll be fine. And I grew, I took the roof off this ice shack and I put them inside the, the ice shack and I, I grew them in there also. And I did great. Like I got probably two pounds of good weed. And I was like, really? I was like hooked. Then I had a bunch of experiences that didn't go nearly as good because I started overthinking it. You know, mm. like I started getting too, too into it and messing with stuff too much and not being patient. And that's something I think gardening teaches you. Is you got to kind of oh, be patient. Oh man! You know, like you that'll can't teach rush you some it. patience yeah. in the garden. Dog. You just can't rush. So <laughs> I, yeah, that's kind of where I started growing, and I just was always cause I was always into to smoking cannabis. Like I just was into it. Even when it was like tough, like it caused a lot of problems, like in my life type stuff, like mm -hmm. people being like, "Oh, you're a drug addict." I'm like, "No, I'm not. Like, I'm a, <laughs> I just smoke I just weed." weed. <laughs> like, and it was tough for me when people who are alcoholics would be calling me that, and I'm like, "Talk that shit. Talk going on that here? shit. Like, exactly." Like, <laughs> and it's like they'd be three sheets to the wind on drinking a fifth of vodka, yeah. right, or something, or a twelve pack, and yeah. it's like, "Okie doke." I like so it, but. To me, I realized at a young age it was just safer, you know, like, if, yeah. It ain't like I want to go drive a car. Well, I can operate. Yeah, way better if you and have then, to. And then I'm I, drunk, I, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Way better than if you're intoxicated. Like, obviously not advocating for anyone who's driving under the influence. Hell no. But I've, I'm just saying, like, if push come to shove, you're definitely much more able to operate a vehicle under cannabis than yeah. alcohol. Absolutely. No who you are. Yeah. We uh, I know some news edition and come on after the news. So they was talking about driving with on cannabis, and the lady was hitting all types of cones. And I'm like, you don't drive like with, you don't be driving with cones from the jump. Like everybody's going to hit cones. Like so, nah, I understand that. Yeah, no, av no advocating for uh, drunk driving. You know what I'm saying? But but it's crazy because like driving a car is. I know it sounds probably bad, but like it helps me focus. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like oh. I'm more aware just just being yeah. just smoking in general. Mm -hmm. Just like I'm more aware. Yeah, you're of, more tuned to what's going on. Right yeah, now. I agree. I feel that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know it's serious. You get that like vibe of like what you're doing is serious type thing. Like I take this serious. Yeah, it's you know I yeah. mean also trimming trees. Like I be cutting trees. Like I like to smoke before I go to because I'm focused. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I got to drop a tree, that's the best time to be focused. Yeah. Oh, I agree. <laughs> I think for some people, it definitely, I'm one of them too. Like, at certain times, I prefer, like, if I'm, you know, <coughs> consuming a little bit of cannabis, because it's like, yeah, that's a little easier. You know, you're a little more focused in on it. Yeah. Than, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Thanks. Everybody's different. And what are we, are we what are that's we, peanut butter bread. Peanut butter bread. Yeah. Man, okay. And then I got a couple cereal milks here. Look, this is uh, I'm good for now. Okay, yeah, me. That's what I was getting at. That's one way I gauge weed is how you know what I'm saying. If you smoke it and how how much of the joint that you can smoke between two yeah, people. Yeah, good, good method. You know what I'm saying. Uh -huh. And if we don't get through it, that's some good bud. If I, this this is yours. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is we grow everything in house. Do you do you smoke just out of curiosity? Do you smoke outside of your flower or are you uh, like sometimes like i always try to pick something up when i'm at yeah. a dispensary yeah try to see what else everybody's doing yeah and just try to do a little bit of support in some of the local yeah. businesses because most definitely a lot of us are in this together we're small business owners and we put a lot into this mm -hmm. and it's scary like especially when you hear someone goes out of business it's like it's real these yeah. loans a lot of us took and stuff that's very real money so we're all we're all trying to fight the good fight because a lot of us and i do feel that way like a lot of the people that we work with i think a lot of them do you know are in it for the right reasons yeah like i know there's some used car salesmen out there i've seen them most definitely you know, we've all seen them like who just thought they were going to get rich quick and whatever but i don't that's not the norm what i've seen which yeah. is nice like i feel like from the outside that's what a lot of people think i do you know think what i'm that, saying it's yeah oh you're a, you sell weed oh well you or have to be 
at least almost a millionaire by yeah, now. Yeah. And it's not really the case. No, it's, no. It does have a glorious ring to it. And especially to be go from being illegal to legal. We was going to get something to eat. We was talking yeah. about that. Driving around with pounds of weed. And it's yeah. as long as you got all your paperwork, yeah. it's okay. And and they've like we were talking about, like we've actually tested it out. Like we've been stopped now with weed in the car. Yeah. And it was fine. Like yeah. just like people just yeah what do you do for a job i'm a cannabis delivery driver yeah you that's... have your travel manifest yes i do and okay some of them will check the product some of them won't even just be just like be, all right all right slow it a, down yeah slow down have a good day <laughs> yeah. like that's just crazy it is insane <laughs> you know? like now i can you mean to tell me that i can tell the cop that I got weed in the car. Right, that I'm delivering. <laughs> now not only do I have weed in the car, but I just committed a felony because it's intention to distribute. <laughs> like, so, it's like... What, what like, are we like, doing? Yeah, how's this happening what, here? What, what world is this? And I guess if you've never been in it, in that world, then you wouldn't really understand that yeah. fear. Yeah. But, like, people who, like myself, I went to jail for a little while, not a long time, but six months for growing weed. Right. When it's like... I was just growing weed. I was like, did you have other plants around? Like, do you grow anything else? Yeah, I had weed and I I had like 10, 12, something like 12 or 13 pounds of like packaged flour. Well, no, no, I'm just talking about like when you was growing the weed. Did you have like, like, do you have tomatoes beside it? No, no, I was just just straight weed. weed. Oh, yeah. Well, anyway, it's still a seed. That's what the point that I'm getting at is still just a seed that you can grow beside yeah. your food not it's so seed yeah the girl and it was it was always a trip to me and the way they treated you 12 years ago like they would come into your house SWAT team we're not talking about cop knocking on your door with no. a warrant saying hey we've got we're talking kick your door in flashbangs and and coming in seven eight exactly deep. Like, it's four crazy. or five in the morning yeah, yeah <laughs> like when you least expect it it's yeah. just crazy and to think that it's for this plant and now we're riding around growing it in, in warehouses that were hiring contractors to design a f- grow facility or a storefront <laughs> to sell this weed at. And it's like, whoo, this is a trip for you sure. Can, like, I always thought going, like, the first place I've ever went that you can buy cannabis was California. And so to go in a store, and I don't think we were, I think we were about to be legal when I went to California. And then to go out there and to go and... It was a warehouse-sized building, and they got sodas, flowers, blunts, infused, chips. Like, there was, like, there's a, a cart. They gave you a yeah. hand cart when you go in. And it was like, hey, grab a hand cart and just everything. You go give it to the thing. And it's part of the security method. But, like, we want, to, we want people to fill this cart up because we want to – they said it was trying to change it into a grocery store. And yeah. now all infused – groceries yeah a can of corn <laughs> there's a market for crazy. all that stuff yeah there really is, it's it is. A, it, and we've never been here or it's been a lot of years since there's with prohibition or so i'm sure there's going to be just an expansion of this market for yeah. a lot of years who knows where it stops but it's it's quite fascinating to be part of it like yeah. i do feel fortunate for that like with all the ups and downs i still feel extremely happy to be able to do what I do because yeah. you always hear if you can do something you really like you don't really work and, and that's the truth do you feel like you're working yeah. there's days where you feel like you're working like when you're but not when I'm in the grow rooms it's more yeah. like days when I'm on the road making yeah. contacts and, and making sure I'm having to go here talk to these yeah, people yeah make sure I'm keeping face with everybody because yeah. I want everyone I work with to really feel confident with their brand Right. When if there's ever was ever like any type of issue or anything that we'll, we stand behind it because at the end of the day we are growing a perishable product. Yes, and things can happen no matter how hard we try. I feel as though we have really high quality control standards, but with that said, who knows? Anything could happen. Yeah, and, and you got to be ready for the unexpected. And I want everyone to feel confident right down the consumer that if there ever is any type of issue with anything we've done, we will take care of it. Yeah. Like it's. We want to be known for really good quality flour. Speaking that. of an issue, not with you. It's not with you. Yeah. But I've had this happen to me twice already where I bought a one gram pre-roll and I've got a dog walker inside. Oh, I don't know how that's. I, so that's one thing I 
And I think maybe we, we, we sell a lot of pre-rolls. Like, it's probably one of our best-selling products. Yeah, absolutely. Say. The and conveniency. I, and I hear a lot, the reason why we keep getting a lot of the repeat customers for pre-rolls is because the pre-roll is always a consistent quality. Absolutely. I make them all right now, for the most part, and I'm just super super anal about it like I'll, i weigh them if they're not so the paper weighs like 0.8.11 yeah right around so you want the pre-roll in my mind to be 1.11 yeah or higher exactly. So, exactly and then if you can do it like some stuff don't pack as good so if you get 1.11 that's awesome but a lot of stuff you can get one two to one three in so if it dries out a little or whatnot you're going to yeah. still have that full gram. But I bought a ton of pre-rolls and just checked them because I've, of how many I've had to redo. Yeah. I'm like, man, does everyone go through this? Yeah. And I've seen a ton. Like, I've seen them all the way down to a half a gram. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I, I, mean, I look on the package several times, <laughs> and I'd be like, no? I just had a company no? recently where I got one of their pre-rolls, and they're, they've they been on here. But at the same time, I got, you know, Got it, lit it, and you know, quality, it's good, yeah. you know. But then I look at it, I'm like, wait, and let me check the down by a point seven. I didn't know they made dog walkers, or I didn't know they made half grams, or yeah. and I'm not I'm not trying to be, you know, an asshole. No, if I'm no, paying I get for it. what I'm paying for, like, I'm with you. And that's how let I've, me get that. I've approached just same with packaging. Like if for flour, I've, I've kind of taken the route of I'd rather make it a little heavy on our end so the consumer is yeah. always going to get the three five. Yeah. Because again, I come, I come from like the legacy market where you know that really did matter. Like if you were spending your money that week on a bag, talk to me. And next thing you know, it comes up at three three. Yeah. And you're like, dude, people are like it's three three, but it's like, dude, that's like a whole nother ball. <laughs> Hey, it's small. <laughs> right. You're right. You're 100 percent right. That's it's only, ball, but still, yeah, like that's a whole nother waking. Hey, that's a <laughs> that's. I feel like that's the part. That's why when I was, you know, doing my numbers at the time, I sell them for. I want you to make sure yeah. that you have more than what you usually yeah. get. I think that's a good idea. Like always, give them four instead yeah. of three point five. That's easier for. It's easier for me. Yeah. Like what we doing? That? You got more. I got. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And yeah, and guess what? When you run out. I'm gonna do the same thing, mm-hmm. so that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, so you know, yeah. I'll be checking y'all pre roll. Yeah, but I've never got one from you. No, yeah. I, like I said, I, we, that's something like I, I figured out a pretty yeah. good formula. That's for a good us thing. And what works? Yeah. And what's crazy is coming from the, the black market or the legacy market. Excuse me. The you couldn't sell a pre roll. Man, who's look, buying a pre roll? I'm not buying that from you. Right? Why are you selling me a pre roll? <laughs> Hey, it was funny when I first started getting pre-rolls and I started, you know, because, you know, being in the in the legacy area, you know what I'm saying? They started popping out shortly before it became legal. Yeah. And I was like, y'all, y'all do this? Like, what is this? <laughs> but it's the conveniency. Yeah, I like pre-rolls. Yeah, just, pre-rolls. You're using, you know, good material to make yeah. them like the same material you can put in a jar type deal. Yeah. Just smalls, I get it. Who's going to put you know the tops in but at least quality bud in that stuff like if you don't want to smoke it don't put it in there it's kind of how i look at it like if i'm not smoking it then it's not going in there and go to extraction absolutely like we've got other options now it's another thing that's different from the legacy market like we do as cultivators have options to use the stuff like so pre-roll in my opinion is still a pretty high grade of cannabis flower like it's like it's not the a's going in the jars but it's the b's and the c's it's and still then, quality. Which is still good quality. Yeah. Just smaller, you know, yeah. but they're still dense. They still taste really good. They still got good numbers. And then the other stuff that's, you know, even smaller and larfy or spindly or whatever it may be, no good shape or whatever, that stuff can go to extraction. It yeah. can be used for other stuff. So the pre-rolls should still be good. But, yeah. you know, unfortunately, a pre-roll also, you can disguise a lot of stuff in it. You can grind it up, it's ground yeah. up, so you don't know what it is. You're assuming and, it's flour. Right, and that's what gives, I think, the pre-roll market kind of a shaky reputation with yeah. some because they get a bad one. It takes one bad one. Well, you know. that's a, that's like a double-edged sword. People, we, we talked about this as well. You know, the culinary industry, you, you people are here about, 10 people are here about, 
one bad experience before one person hears about yeah. one good. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not making any excuses for bad pre-rolls, but at the same time, if you have a bad pre-roll, just don't fuck with them. Yeah, like, don't put it in. Just don't, yeah. When it comes down to it, just... You know, like, like I said, you can send that stuff to extraction now. Yeah. And good extractor, depending on what way you go, solvent or solventless, there's a lot of good talent in Vermont who can create yes. a good product for you yeah. with what you got. Like, if it's not that, you can turn it into distillate. There's a market for distillate. Like, some people like to consume it. I can't. I'm not a distillate fan. Okay. I don't really like it. Okay. It doesn't set well with me. It makes me feel weird, I think. It was uh-huh. like, I like more of the rounded effects than just THC. Mm. Like, I always tell people that. Like, if you're a THC hunt, get a distillate cart. Like, that's pretty much pure THC. Yeah, it is. If you, if you like that, then just, if that's what you're hunting is high numbers, and you just want that feeling from the THC, I think a lot of them would realize, like, they're looking for more than that. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm looking for more. Well, we didn't got to the part of the show where I want to ask you, to put a sticker on the table. Sweet. I forgot the sticker pile when I left, but I yeah. always keep a sticker stash like <laughs> in my pocket. Thank God. <laughs> and I was like, hey, like hey. again, and I was like, oh shit, I got the secret stash. Hey, you should have seen how he pulled it out. I thought he was gonna pull it out as uh, like a pants or his wallet. Or he backed it out the jacket and it came in an envelope. He was like the secret stash. I'm like, yo, I need one of them. Hey, that's a business hack. Yeah. Always make a secret stash to stick yeah. this. That's, that's <laughs> in my pocket. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, yeah. Hey, and shout out to my man's SK for these beats that y'all about to listen to. Jack. So That's shout out sweet. to my man's for the beats. But next part of the show, I'm going to do on weed. And what on weed is, is how we like to find out, because you're a grower. You said you've been growing for, you know, since you were young. So yeah. for years. So we like, like to find out what type of way you like to smoke. So first question is, what kind of way do you like to consume? Probably on you know the most frequent basis now that I'm in the facility a lot. Is I do, I do hit my pen quite a bit. Yeah, you know it's not my favorite way to consume, but it's the way the most convenient. You know, like pen, pens for me are really convenient. It's kind of like an on the go thing. Probably you know next would be my Puffco proxy. Oh, the proxy! I'm a really big fan of the proxy. Um, I don't know anyone that has one or has tried one that doesn't like it. Yeah, it's just so easy. It is convenient. Yeah. Flavors really always good with, you know, if the concentrator, the hash is good. Yeah. Flavors easy to clean, easy to you know mobile. Yeah. So definitely a, a plus. And then, and then pre rolls, yeah. is is up there. I like those quite a bit. Like yeah. if I'm outside the house, that's probably my go to. Like if I'm if I'm fishing or if I'm hiking with someone or you know with the wife or whatever, like Got it's a pre roll. Yeah. That's the thing. I feel like the pre rolls. If you don't mind me asking, how old are you? Forty-two. Okay, so you, I'm, I'll be forty this year. Yep. So we're in the same age, but a lot of our generation is pre-rolls because of the conveniency. Yeah. Because we never had the conveniency of going to the store, buying a tube, and leaving and smoking it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We've always had to sit around, oh, grind right. it up, roll it, lick it, and all this. Yeah. And you mean to tell me I can get a lickless? <laughs> Right, a liquidless joint right? now. Yeah, not have to roll it. Like I, I gotta have to break it. it all up. I ain't gotta do DC, nothing. De stem it. Yeah. You know, back then, even de seed it sometimes. Yes, de seed it. You know, yep. like make sure it was clean. 
and then you know make hey. sure she ain't poking no holes roll it up make sure it smokes good like yo. it was like a whole process yo and then i didn't have a grinder growing up oh no i broke it up with my fingers yeah or scissors if you got lucky si- if you lucky <laughs> and lucky. then and then i remember i think later on in life i seen somebody had a grinder and i was like what's that that is amazing <laughs> I'm like, man, that is so much cooler than. Then you get the, if it's good, bud. You oh, get yeah, it stuck stick, on your fingers. You can't and roll it. You can stick it stick in the paper. <laughs> oh, it, it was a whole thing. Like, it, it really wasn't. Like, I, you know, I've never given that what you said much thought, but you're right. It's just so much more convenient. Yeah, it's convenient. You're going to go through that whole process. Even me, as someone who makes a lot of pre rolls, like the equipment I have to make them blows me away. Yeah. I can make, you know, 1400 pre-rolls in a day that's crazy and packing you know closing them and everything that's which is crazy. insane you could when i first started we would do like 200 it'd be like three of us doing them by hand it would take yeah. like six hours <laughs> and and now by myself i can do that many just because of the equipment you can get just to make pre-rolls i've started seeing like going to different facilities and meeting people and starting to see the equipment and it is and I'm like, yo, how long has this been around? Did right. somebody just just invented? Like, how do you know about this? Yeah, like, it's in, it's pretty. I remember <laughs> when I got the machine to do the hundred pre rolls at a yeah. time. When I bought it, like, because it was so expensive, I was like, wow. I was like really down on myself for like two weeks because I was like, what am I ever going to need a hundred thing to make a hundred pre rolls <laughs> at a time for? Like, when am I ever going to use that? And real quickly, it's like. I should have saved my money and bought the 300 one. Because <laughs> like, pre-rolls, I've had people That's reach crazy. out and say, do you guys make pre-rolls? Yeah. You know, and we don't. Like, we just, for us, we just focus on everything's in-house right now. Yeah, yeah. And making sure we can, you know, we're really trying to, you know, grow our brand and, and strengthen it as best we can. So we don't really have, a, we're a small team. Yeah. So we don't really have time to take on a ton of other work. You know, maybe one day, but. Right we're growing now. yeah we're just we're still in this you know growing phase yeah, just still, i feel like just the industry in general yeah we know? haven't even had product on the shelves for a year yet oh wow so we're still we're, you know we're still at the beginning we, yeah. we're we're renewing now but we did product in it shelves to like july of last year mm. so we still we've only really been in the market for seven eight months mm. you know so it takes some time yeah you know and i'm i'm super glad that when I came into this, I wasn't expecting anything that hasn't really happened so far. Like I was, I, I didn't have delusions of grandeur. Like I've heard some people, yeah. like I knew it was going to be a challenge. And I, and I think that's helped me stay a little bit more upbeat. I mean, there's been down times where you get a little discouraged with certain things, but overall I think it's kind of helped keep that part, you know, absolutely in check. Yeah. Hey, man, them pre-rolls is convenient, dog. I'm yeah. telling you. All right, so next question is, I know you said a little bit about it, but uh, what type of activities you like to do when you smoke? Man? Right now, pretty much just in the garden, if I'm not. That's pretty much well, well, everything, but if I'm not, yeah, I really not. like to fish. Like, Whoa. before I opened this, I was I was big into fishing. Um, my wife and my kids and I, every Sunday we do go, we do take at least one day and we go up to Jay. We've been, or the skating rink. Ice skating? Ice skating. You ice skate? Yeah, so I played hockey for a lot of years. Oh, shit, okay. And I was like, really, like, it was. that's my favorite sport. Okay. It's ice hockey. Like, I'm just, I'm a huge hockey fan. Yo, um, so I, my daughter ice skates and I went to her little, she, she do the training little class or whatever. And it was like, kids like this big like four-year-olds oh yeah just out there killing motoring like, like and they was running on the on the on the pad like mm-hmm. you know on the floors and stuff on them and i'm like how are y'all doing that like the first time i went ice skating like my legs looked like i had been oh, beat yeah. up it's tough like i was just falling and i was like i'm never doing it again yeah. but now that my daughter's doing it it's like i'm almost like yeah i gotta get well, into it's like- my kids are learning how to snowboard at the same time. And it's snowboard. like, I had to tell them yesterday, because, like, you know, they got some bruises and stuff. And it's, I just say to them, you know, look, unfortunately, snowboarding and skating are probably two sports that when you're learning, you do get a lot of bruises. You don't you necessarily do. get hurt that bad. As long as you got, like, a helmet and some elbow pads on, the rest is just going to be, like, a black and blue. Yeah. 
and it's just part of the learning process That's, but it, it is totally discouraging the best <laughs> try to learn the best way you can learn not to fall is to fall oh, well yeah. it's to fall yeah fall first yeah yeah and, and then, then you're like, gonna learn hey i ain't doing that shit no right. more i don't want to keep falling <laughs> exactly. yeah and yesterday was a hard day at the mountain because all that rain so it's like you don't want to keep falling <laughs> <laughs> not up there not in no. these not in these warm temperatures no, no. <laughs> all right next question what kind of music do you like to listen to Oh, I listen to I listen to everything. I've always been one of them people who's never had a favorite genre. Okay. Most of the stuff I listen to a lot of like older school rap. I'll also listen to a lot of stuff from today, just that's just on the radio or like what's ever streaming on yeah. Pandora at the time. I've always been horrible with like names. Like I've had the friends who can tell you the name of the band and the <laughs> song. And they're like, yeah, did you remember from this album at this? And I'm like, nope, but I know I like them. Like, Oh, I heard, then they say the song. And you'd yeah, be like, oh, yeah, I know yeah, that song. Like, there's a band I'm trying to think of right now that I, I like quite a bit that I've been to a bunch of their concerts, and I just can't <laughs> think of the name of it. a bunch of their concerts. I've been to, like, four <laughs> concerts, and I literally can't think, maybe three, and I can't think of the, their and I like their music. It's that same. It's the genre. It's like Kings of Leon type stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know that type of genre of music. Okay. Like, so like that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I've never been able to do it, and I've always wanted to be. But I can't. I'm like we were talking about earlier with names. Yeah, it's the same type of thing for me. I can't. I'm bad with people's names, and I'm bad with songs <laughs> and bands. And I'm like. Man, I know I, they're like, oh man, they'd be talking about the song. I'm like, sure, sure. Then it comes on. I'm like, I love this song. And they'd be like, you just said you didn't know what it was. You just said you didn't know what it was. I'd be like, oh. Hey, look, you know what makes you great? It's consistency. Yeah. You're consistent. He was like, I can't remember band names. I can't remember people's names. I'm just horrible yeah. with names. It's that, just tough. That section of nouns, I'm just not good at. Yeah, it just doesn't <laughs> stick with me. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna try to, if it's someone's name that I really need to remember, I'll always try to write it down or put it in my phone. It just doesn't just doesn't resonate. Uh, yeah, but after yeah. a couple times, I don't. I won't forget it. Yeah. But just at the beginning, it's that's tough. Funny. <laughs> hey, that's funny. All right, next question. When you have time to sit down, what type of stuff you like to watch? Oh, so I know I know he was talking about yeah, one earlier. Like, so there's a lot of shows out there. Like we're inundated with right with with like stuff. Yeah. Nowadays we got so many choices, but I seem to always like like the crime stuff. Like Sopranos was a big one I really liked. Then yeah. I like The Wire, and then stuff that follows like similar paths of the of The Wire, like. In, in ways, I know The Wire had five different types of seasons, but... That was the craziest. Yeah, and they took an angle from every different, you know, yeah. part of the city. I guess there was the great part of the show Yeah, was it showed all aspects Yeah, like how it affected every, everybody. I didn't get it at first. I didn't either. I'm like, what is going on? Why are you showing me people by the docks? Yeah, I was like, like is... We were at the police station. Is, like, is, is, the, is the gangsters coming down yeah. to, to the docks yeah. to get some drugs or something? Yeah. Like, what like, are we doing? What are we doing? And then you realize, like, okay, you were seeing how this affects every aspect yeah. of the city. And and then it was, yeah, it made a lot more sense. But yeah. that I really like that show, Homeland. Like, I like those type of shows. And then yeah. I like Dateline because my wife watches it. Like the true crime <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, like the true crime yeah. stuff. So my wife, it, she loves it. So, like, I just, one of those things where you get caught up. Yeah, yeah. You, like, sit down and watch it and you're like, this is good. You ain't paying attention, <laughs> yeah. but they, you just having yeah. to look up and yeah. they'd be like, on the night of May 15th, Charlotte did not return home. Yeah. And then they show her parents. You're like, well, why didn't she return home? And boom, now you're stuck in it. Yeah. Oh, man, I hope they find Charlotte. They found Charlotte two days <laughs> later. <laughs> and it was not good. Yeah. Like, and that's, yeah. I, I like, I guess, stuff like that that has that, like, element of suspense. Yeah. And I've never been, someone was, like, huge into The Office. I, did, I like The Office. You didn't li yeah, I like yeah, it. Yeah. It's just, like, I wasn't, like, like, Seinfeld, same type of, like, like whole following <laughs> of people. I I never was, had, that show didn't do it for me, like, yeah, like yeah. a lot of people, like, same, yeah. like, all those big ones. I just, some of them do, like, I like Breaking Bad a lot. That was a good one. Yeah. Um, 
stuff you like seem, that. You seem to like more the drama Yeah, like the type drama, stuff, the suspense. The, yeah, suspense. Um, yeah. Stuff like that kind yeah. of keeps you I guessing. Can dig that. And, and like somewhat realistic. You know, like we were talking about that movie with Julia Roberts. Or, yeah. Uh, and like, I can't, we, we can't remember the yeah, name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> consistency but but that movie it's it's like we were saying how it so it could be so real like how that could happen today so easy the movie with the internet with the where the internet went down yeah netflix y'all seen it It, y'all know yeah and all the the cars went crazy all the the teslas was hitting and everything was driving themselves that shit can really happen like self-driving vehicles can drive themselves and like, just be done like we, we wouldn't be able to contact each other it. like that because we all like we were saying we're so connected but we're not connected like yep. it's that movie makes you think you're like oh yeah wow. dude. Huh. it makes you think like yeah. man i'm not even yeah. in the loop <laughs> yeah maybe i should go back to get one of them radios that you gotta wind uh, oh, up oh my my wife watched it before me and she called me she goes if we ever ever had enough extra money she goes we need to build a bunker <laughs> <laughs> I said, we "What did. are you watching over there?" She's like, "You just gotta watch this." Come home, and I'll watch it again <laughs> with you. Exactly. <laughs> like, just, just this is this is just unreal. And I was uh, like, yeah. "Oh my goodness, what is going on?" Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Well, last question is: What type of food do you like to eat? I know we as stoners, we we like to eat. Yeah, I heard some crazy stuff on this show. So yeah, yeah. so Hit I was me a, with your best shot. I was a chef for a lot of years. <laughs> oh, too, that's so. right, you yeah. was a chef. So oh, we got a whole new aspect yeah, of like, which. <laughs> I was for I lived not around here in Vermont. I went to culinary school here though. Yeah, I went, where'd you go? I went to Necky. Oh, okay, then I finished Necky alumni. Yeah, then I finished down to at this place, this school, small school in Maryland called Howard Community College. Okay, had a culinary program and and I also did a certificate program like right at the like a career center. Yeah, and I was actually years later you realized it was good because when I went to the the school it's like all the same stuff they taught us so i was like wow that's pretty good for a small community they taught anyway so i did that for a lot of years and i loved it like i loved food and and i learned a lot of flavors and then i got to try that's something that i always encourage everyone to do just try stuff like you you don't know what you don't like right you don't know what you like until you try even if it sounds crazy yeah i made some crazy me too like so and i and because of that i would do it again like i try stuff like because some of the things you try you're like i'm not it's awesome yeah and i i really like a, a lot of different stuff but asian cuisine is one of my favorite like mm. i love like more authentic asian cuisines like yeah, like yeah. it's like that sweet and spicy combo yeah. like i like spicy but i also like it with that sweet yeah. combo that's <laughs> a big one for me is is use if i go out to eat and there's something with those flavors on it i'm always drawn to that like oh, that's what's up. yeah, and then I do like I do like a lot of Mexican flavors as well, but like I would say, if I had to pick between the two, I would take the Asian flavors. Like okay, something about it, it's like because they both can have great heat. You know, if you're a spice person, yeah, both both cuisines have tremendous heat. Like that's one thing about like American or you know barbecue or whatever you want to classify American cuisine on. Like unless it's Southern. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Right, even in American cuisine, Southern style cooking is its own. Yeah, and then even within that, it's still sectioned off. Yeah, because then you got Cajun. You got Cajun. You got Creole. You got yeah, yeah. uh, It breaks down even more. uh, uh, Carolina barbecue. You got Kansas barbecue. Like, there's a lot, and that's the thing. It's like, what do they cut? It's like a terrier. No, that's it. That's for plants, but it's specific to those areas yeah yeah and it's amazing but overall america as a general we don't like a lot of spice yeah. and that's something i i've always liked like is spice not like <laughs> to where you can't taste that's all about but, you like spice with flavor spice with flavor yeah but it can be pretty hot oh, okay like a lot of people I've, I've come to learn that you know like stuff that i think is good they're like i ain't eating that yeah hell yeah like, there's some hot there. stuff like well my <laughs> My wife can't eat spicy stuff. She got a, I call her the old lady. It's often she got uh, the gird and whatnot. Yeah. But I know people who just, like, there's no, I don't understand why you like that. Because it's, it's not even pleasant. You don't even look happy while you eating it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But 
I love spice too. Yeah. I like spice, but it has to be flavorful. flavorful. I don't want no damn. I don't want to go past that. What? Why? 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 No. There's no point. No, it's you're gonna it, feel it twice. Once coming in yeah. and once going out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and that's the truth. Like for like, real. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> I've always wondered that too. Like some people, like I, I met a couple pepper breeders. Yeah. Oh, really? Years. Yeah, like people who breed hot peppers. And oh, that's crazy. I'm trying to remember where this lie. It wasn't that long ago I met this guy. He pulls out like three, four baggies out of his pocket. Like people used to pull weed out of their pocket, and he's got bags. Got of bags. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yo, this pepper is fire, dude. And it was like some new pepper he'd been breeding that was supposed to be some. I mean, it wasn't even, in my mind, it's not even edible. It's stuff no. used for pepper spray. I, it, it, like, I mean. What are you doing a, with that? It's a weapon. Right. Like, what are you doing with that? <laughs> what? Hey, man, you want to melt your face off? Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah. What is your problem? Try this wing. Sign this waiver. They <laughs> got to sign waivers to eat food. Yeah. And then all I'm going to get is a T-shirt and my picture yeah. on the wall. Yeah. No. <laughs> Hell, your damn problem. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not into. I'm with you. Sounds like we're similar there. I don't hey. like it like that. I like it to just add to it. Yeah, you know, be part of the flavor. Like exactly. I ate some stuff the other night. We went to. Have you ever been to Poco? Poco. No. I think I'm saying I like that place. Where is it? At? It's in. It's on Main Street in Burlington. No. Yeah. It's it's they've got a bunch of different flavors, but they always use spice. Like a lot of their dishes. Yeah. Like if you're okay. not if you don't like spice, if you go there, you should just ask them to you know make sure it's not spicy <laughs> it's good like it's used well and as someone who was a chef for a lot of years like i like to see that like when people can use it well you know and you can it adds to the dish as opposed to we're just throwing heat on this baby yeah, like that's crazy and get to it <laughs> it's, it's like oh man yeah but, yeah, speaking of, because you have been newport yep so have you ever ate at america's uh mexican restaurant yeah yeah that's Yo. good that is it's like a little hidden spot. It is. Yeah. It's a little hidden spot. Yeah. So, uh, we, yeah. like I told you, we used to go to the dentist up there, mm -hmm. and that's when I was really like, I, I don't have a problem going to the dentist because as soon as I leave the dentist, I'm going to America's yeah. uh, Mexican restaurant. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because we found it, and it was like America's Mexican. Yeah. I was like, yeah. <laughs> what a what an oxymoron. Yeah. But you know, you go in, and it really feels like that. The smell, the feel, yeah. that that ambiance is like that is authentic. Like, like, the lady cooking, it's like it's her family stuff. Yeah, like, and it's not. It's good. Like, yeah. we eat there a fair amount. There's periods where we eat there a lot. Yeah, and then there's you know, but we it's always consistent. And their tacos are the best. They're little I ones, swear to like God. they're more like a street taco. Yeah, the little like small joints. That's yeah. what we got. I got, I yeah. got, I got two. And then I went back and got three more for yeah, the road. <laughs> yeah, because they're not that big, but yeah. they're awesome. Yeah, them things was bomb. Yeah, and like they do, yeah, it's good. Their burritos are good. Yeah. For them to, they've been around for quite a few years now, so that tells you, like, because they're in like a weird spot. Yeah. So for there, them to it's, be it's, there. It's, it's like you said, it's, it's like a hole in a little yeah. hidden spot. Yeah, it's like in the cut back there. Yeah. It's like in this weird little, yeah, but they do good. They they good as hell. Yeah. Man, you lucky to you said. Yeah. You that shit. He said, I go there all the time. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> them, that flavor palette spoiled over there yeah, with yeah, that spot. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. with that, thank you so much for coming up. I oh, greatly appreciate it. Like you know, coming all the way down here, you know what I'm saying? No, so, I appreciate you having yeah, me. Yeah, so man, it's nice. I love I love what you're doing. Like like I told you, like you I, you, you got your brand. I know it. I see it. You know we're saying? trying. Like it's just me and my wife, and we've got a great group of guys who are working for us, and we're just trying the hardest we can to just be relevant and be here. Like something like I was talking about earlier that I love to do, and I want to be able to do it for a while. But to do that, obviously, I need support from consumers and the Absolutely. retailers. And I just, I'm trying, her and I and everybody that's involved, I'm lucky. I'm super fortunate in that aspect that I've got some really good guys working with me. And yeah, my wife yeah. has been super awesome. She's really been helping us tremendously, and she's like an integral part of what we do. So it's been, it's we've all come together. Everyone's kind of found their role. Because when we started this, none of us knew. Like, none of us had been in the legal market. Yeah, like, we didn't know who was going to have what role, like, how this was going to shake out. Like, 
we knew we needed to expect it, but we didn't know. And now we've been doing it for a minute and we've got a good, everyone's kind of got an idea like, okay, this is what I've got to get done. This is what I've got to get done. And we've worked really well together and that's been awesome. So we're just hoping to just keep building our brand, supporting our local communities as best we can. And being a relevant business looked at as other, just like other, any other business. And it'd be nice you know, if we could be treated the same when it comes to like banking and stuff, mm-hmm. I guess. We, yeah, but, I've, I've, I'm in here and it's like a huge problem. Yeah, like I have other businesses I work at and there it's weird. It's this weird dynamic. Like with those businesses, they're happy to have your business. Yeah. You know, like they don't charge you. They don't make you pay all these crazy huge fees when you're, you know, like you're struggling to make ends meet. I mean, we're seeing people go out of business and stuff already. And all of a sudden you get a bank hit you with this huge fee just because you're using their bank to, you know, like I I do think that will change eventually. We need to find somebody to start a weed bank, cannabis bank. I think there are certain things, something like that, but there's nothing in Vermont. That's what I'm saying. Like we need to get some crack in here. Yeah. Four Vermonters. You know, four be, Vermont cannabis companies. Just get you know, bank. It it needs you know, there was that bill that Congress was trying to pass that would have added banking though that allowed which would have been big. Yeah. That would have allowed banks to do business with us because as soon as something like that happens, then these banks are gonna stop charging fees because then they're gonna feel like they just want your business. Yep. So now it's like, oh, well, that fee just magically goes away overnight. Yeah. You know, and it's like, oh, wow, that's amazing how that happened. Oh, yeah. Oh, but, so y'all didn't need it. Right. So you didn't. <laughs> like, I've talked to people who work closely, not in the bank, but with the bank about that, like CPAs. And I've asked them, I said, is there a lot more that they've got to do to like these accounts because they're cannabis accounts? And from everything I've been told, there's not a ton more. You know, that they've got to do to monitor these accounts and then keep them in a section marked high risk because you're a cannabis business. That's crazy. And it's high risk uh, because I grew up playing. Right. It's crazy. Uh, it's, you know, but that's the things. If you got into this industry, I think you should have realized I was going to be part of it. Yeah. You know, like I knew as much as I want to complain about it, I did know, I did, I knew it was part of it. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to be in this game. Like people, it wasn't like I didn't hear what people were saying who were already doing it. Like, yeah. hey, this is what they do this and it's not fair. And there's good people out there fighting the good fight every day. Yeah. I'm thankful for them. And we have them here in the state who are working with Congress. And we need people like that yeah. to Absolutely. get our laws changed. We do. Because um, not everyone can do it. They know their, they know what their view of the law is, but we know what we need right. and what we want. So there needs to be that balance. And for us to have members in the cannabis community going to talk to them and for them to be, I can see it's, things are going to change. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think so. And the people that I talk to who are, you know, down there regularly in Montpelier and stuff and talking to them, they even have a little bit of a finger on the pulse of what's going on nationally because of being there. And and it seems like they're making some headway. Like people are at least letting them sit down at the table, you know, and, and, explain why this certain thing shouldn't be this way and we we just need that stuff to continue for all of us to be able to support it in any way we can and and because things do need certain things need to change but we're a new industry so it it doesn't happen overnight exactly it don't happen i think we're getting there and communication if we don't communicate with each other then it'll never get changed so i think we'll get there i have high hopes for the fellow vermonters and i think we'll we'll get there for yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. it's we're still new. We're we're not even two years into it, right? Yep, like we're eighteen months. Eighteen, yeah. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's right. crazy. Think of that a few years ago, nothing. Yeah, mm. we wasn't even. Yeah. This wasn't growing weed. Yeah, legally no. and selling it. Right, nothing. No, nah, that ain't no thing. You know? <laughs> and it didn't seem like it was even coming because what did it pass in like two thousand eighteen? Yeah, and it took four years still for to even get there to, to come. Yeah. And that was a weird time in Vermont. It was like legal, but you couldn't it's, sell it, but you couldn't you could give you, it away. You could give it, but you couldn't sell it. Hey, it was a couple of events I went to where people were just giving weed away. Yeah. It was like, okay. All right. 
I yeah. will take it. Sure. Hey, I'm going to be right back. Yeah. <laughs> so, Put that on. Oh, but once again, man, thank you for coming out. Greatly appreciate you. Can you tell them where to find you on social media? Yeah, so we're at bushybeard underscore, I mean, bushy underscore beard underscore cultivation on Instagram. We okay. just we just opened a Facebook page too. Same thing, okay. bushybeard cultivation. Right. Um, and, you know, we're in fair amount of stores across yeah. the state. He, he's, so. I t- have you been to, yeah, I was about to say, everyone that I've been to, to drop off my pre, yeah. not everyone, but you know, I see. I think we're in most of the yeah. same stores. Yeah. For the most part, we're, we have a plan, you know, where we want to be, we're yeah. trying to get to, we're, all, we're, we're, we're shooting for it and we're just going to keep, keep at it and just trying yeah. to keep producing the best product we can. Right. That's what's Try to make that our biggest selling point. Yeah. Is, That's uh, what's up, quality hey well once again thank you so much for coming out greatly appreciate you and i want to thank y'all for listening to another episode of Canisations with chris you know that pre-roll out there i'm in eight different dispensaries steady growing steady he he asked me he was like how's the pre-roll going i was like man it's going good it's a cool thing to say like you know what i'm saying but uh you know we all out there y'all keep a look out on my social media uh, Instagram, Kenneth Chris Podcast. Keep y'all updated on what's going on, what the move is, and whatnot. But uh, thank y'all for listening. Y'all know the drill. Y'all stay blazing and stay amazing. We out. That was cool. Cool. Yeah, that's the first podcast I've ever been on. Hey, well, yeah. hey, man, that's what I'm gonna start saying. I'm out here pe- popping people's podcast chairs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I've never. Hey, yeah. I didn't know what to expect. You know, like, I'm, I'm older, so the closest thing I've ever done, like, when I was cooking, I did a few, like, TV-type things, right. like, where the news would come out. Oh, you know, yeah, they had like the, the cameras. Yeah, the news would, like, film it. Yeah, the, yeah, the mics and stuff. And it, that's the closest thing I've ever done, yeah. you know? Like, so I was I'm pretty I was stoked. Like, right. okay. And then that's what I mean. I walked in, I saw all this stuff. I'm like, oh, that's neat. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then I even got to put on the headphones, yeah, bro. I thought you were... <laughs> I put on the headphones and it made it real. <laughs> yeah, it was like, like cool. <laughs> That's too much. That's just not common. Not at all. I mean, it might be in different parts of the world. Just I spell it. That's the other thing. I spell it way weird. Like I've never been able. I've never gone into like you know when you go when you're a kid. Yeah. Just go on the fucking like you're on a road trip or something. You go in like a store and you want to get your name on a fucking (laughs) keychain. They never fucking never get one. Like it was like a game. Like in my whole life, I never found one with my spelling. How how you spell it? D A R R I C K. Oh. Yeah, the D A. Yeah, it's, it's always D E. Yep. yep. The closest I've seen is D E R R I C K. But most of the time, it's like D E R E K. Yep. That's the way you see it most. Yep. And I'm- uh, mine was Chris. We used to go to like souvenir shops. K R I S. So everywhere oh, I go, so you never got I it either. Never got one. You're like fuckers. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, this one gotta have it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sick shit. I was like, all right, let me go down to get. Crystal. That's as close as I can get. Is a crystal. <laughs> so similar because I was always, always looking. I'm like, maybe this is the spot. Or you go. Like I remember one year we went to Florida. and I'm like, fucking Florida's gotta have. It. <laughs> they gotta like, have they've it. got everything. Like that's what they. Th- I think that's their number one item in Florida. Is those little keychains. Key chains. <laughs> I was like, they're gonna have it. I've never found it. I'm like, some lady I remember at Disney one time was like. They can make you one. I'm like, that's not the. That's, that's not the same. That's not the same. It's not the same. I want to buy my <laughs> shit just like everybody else. <laughs> I want to have my name on here. Yeah, I just, just want to be like everybody fucking else. <laughs> Come in here and get it off the bucket shelf. Yeah, man. A custom order for me. Fuck, it's just a keychain. <laughs> yeah. Like for real.